Okay, good morning uh, everyone. It is amazing to see you all here uh, today. Um, special warm welcome from everyone in SCF, especially if you're visiting, uh, to celebrate with us, to give thanks to God today for 10 years off of his goodness. Uh, from 2009 to 2019, and of course the years before that uh, as well. Uh, so we're going to hear more about that uh, later. We hope that you uh, enjoy today, so we would just ask you just to, to relax and uh, enjoy uh, the old photographs. Some of you may regret coming today when you see that. Um, stay afterwards as well. Uh, there, there will be some food, uh, as you can see downstairs, so don't, don't rush away. Please, please stay and join us and just uh, reacquaint yourselves with each other if you're visiting and you haven't been here for a while. It is really great uh, to see you. It is a, a special privilege uh, to be here uh, today and to be just a small part uh, of what God has done here uh, in Shankill. But of course, our aim today uh, is to give thanks to God uh, and to seek his, his help uh, for the future and for the years uh, to come. Part of that story uh, in the past, um, well, Gordon Dara was, was involved with that. He was the mission's director during that period uh, of time. Uh, we're in the presence of greatness today, people. We have three missions directors here. Not often you get three in the one place, but we've got Gordon, uh, who was director back then, and he's going to come up, and he's just going to bring some greetings, and he's going to open in prayer uh, as well. Can I just ask Gordon to come on up? Thanks, David. Goodness comes in all sorts of disguises. Greatness, I'm not sure about that all. But it's really great to be here and it's a great privilege. So much has changed in 10 years and uh, people have changed, places changed, but uh, it's, it's terrific. There's a few more wrinkles and I don't think David was able to find any incriminating photographs of me, so I'm going to relax. But praise God, some things haven't changed and there's still this vibrant everyday witness on the shankle to God's goodness and grace. The purpose of being a church here and a witness is just fantastic. God is so good. Continuing to see faithful people, despite the loss of some of the anchor people who were here 10 years ago. Think of Derek and Kim and Brian and Albert and many others, and uh, yet God's goodness and faithfulness continues. So I want to bring greetings to you from one of your sister churches here in Belfast, across onto this burn road, Windsor Baptist, where they're meeting today, and uh, we're thankful to be part of this family of God in a city that's changing so much, but God is good. His work is amazing. He, he takes twisted sticks to draw straight lines, and uh, that is uh, what God is about, using broken pots to display treasure. And this is a, a place where we see his treasure. So I'm going to pray and uh, ask God to bless us and just give thanks for his goodness to us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we bless you this morning because your work is amazing. You use people like us to display your glory. To him who's able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. According to his power within us. To him be glory in the church 
here in Shangle Community Fellowship and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. Father, on this special day for Shankle Community Fellowship, we stand in awe of your ability to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. And we see that in history. You've created the world. You've raised Jesus from the dead. You've given us proof that you are able to do so much more than we ask or imagine. And as we look around today, we praise you for the things that are beyond the stretch of our imagination, as well as the small things that we think about a lot. And we thank you for bringing us to know you, the living God. We thank you for one another in this room and for all the stories that blend together of your goodness and grace in our lives. And we also ask that you would bring our friends to know you, that those that we rub shoulders with every day would see something of your goodness, that you would convert our friends and our family and our children who still live as strangers to your grace. May Jesus become irresistible to them as we live and follow you. And we thank you for your servants who lived and spoken the good news. And we pray for your blessing on people that we know and love, but so easily forget. Lord, as we look around today, help us to go on praying. May the gospel be sweet and truer now than ever to each one of us. And we thank you for the Holy Spirit who works powerfully in so many different lives and stories and ways, bringing fruit providing support, holding marriages together, building homes and relationships. And Lord, we bless you for this privilege of looking back and looking forward. But we come as needy people today on this Sunday morning. Each of us have our own needs. And Lord, we pray for those who need healing and comfort. Help us to show love well when you seem to be writing a bigger story than our losses. We think of Alec. Thank you for him. Pray for comfort. We think of many others who are walking a lonely path today. We pray for those who are suffering with discouragement or depression. We pray for single mums juggling the complexities of parenthood and finance and loneliness. And we ask that you would keep us sensitive to pray for whoever and wherever the Holy Spirit works in us. And today especially we ask that you would renew our first love, the love that drew us to yourself, the love that brought this about ten years ago. Help us to be people who refresh our joy today. As our city changes and faith becomes more misunderstood, deepen our walk with you, intensify our love for our neighbours, renew our hope, Show us glimpses, Heavenly Father, of how you are very much at work in all things, in things beyond our imagination and in the small things of life. For your glory and for our good we pray, in Jesus' merciful name. Amen. Okay, thank you, Gordon. Thank you for committing the service to the Lord. Uh, this morning, thank you for your greeting. Uh, the only thing I can say with regards to, to wrinkles, speak for yourself, that's all.
Uh, we're going to sing now. Um, we're going to sing How Great Is Our God. The splendor of a king clothed in majesty. Let all the earth rejoice. He wraps himself in light and darkness tries to hide and trembles at his voice. How great is our God. Sing with me how great is our God. Um, Gordon prayed for, for people who had uh, moved on and um, who, who were there in the formative years uh, of, of Shankill Community Fellowship. Now we've invited four of them along uh, today. This more, looks more like a wanted poster, I always think. Um, but they're here today. Um, Brand Dorman, Derek Baxter, Sharon Wilson, who is still with us, and uh, Kim Kelly, Kim Cooper is over here. Um, I'm just going to ask them. I know they've been uh, shy about this, some of them anyway, Sharon in particular. Um, come on up to the front. And we're just going to ask them some questions. We're going to interview them. We're going to talk to them um, about their time with Shankill Community Fellowship. So please don't be shy. Come on up and have a seat. Okay, well, first of all, thank you uh, for coming along today. Derek, out of retirement as well. Um, I'm going to ask Kim uh, the first question, okay? Um, Kim, you, you, were, you were first on the road. What was it like at the beginning? Just you, on, on the, before Shankill was born, what was it like? What challenges did you face that first day you walked onto the road? Well, Phyllis has heard this a thousand times. <laughs> oh, um, because I was in her house a lot that day, but I remember her saying to me um, before it actually started, like, what are you going to do? Come and I says, I don't know, I'm going to walk up and down the road. Um, and that's literally what I did that first day. It was nerve-wracking. It was, it was doubting as well, because people were stopping me saying, oh, are you not working anymore? <laughs> um, but it was exciting too, because I knew I'd got to the place where God wanted me to be and I was telling people about Jesus, but you weren't doing that that first day, really. So it was like, oh my goodness, have I made the right move here. Okay, people ask me that all the time, you know. Eventually, <laughs> worse than they say, have you retired? That's when it hurts. Brian, this is Brian Dorman, okay, if you who don't know him. What was your most memorable moment during your time at SCM? Okay, have a good day to everybody. Good morning, good to see you all. Good morning. And especially those that have known. And if I could say, you haven't seen one thing. <laughs> so it's good to be here. Now, there were many memorable moments. But I can honestly, oh sorry, I can honestly <laughs> say that for me, for three years in a row had been the main weekend. And I see some of the men here, like Jack and Alex and Darren and uh, Alex and so forth, have come for three years with others uh, to the weekend at Port Stewart. And they were great weekends and they stand out they stand out for the fellowship, the fun, the food, <coughs> and they stand out for the good teaching that was there, provided by Val English. And every time <coughs> I organize one, they always say to me, Brand, make sure you get Val. And so Val came for three years 
and the room and the men about the 15 opened and we had great time and they stand out in my mind as memorable as well as others throughout the five years I was here. So I can see some of the men and thank you for coming and we all enjoyed it, didn't we? Yeah. Okay, thank you, Brian. We actually do have a picture of that, Brian, later on with oh. you and the guys uh, with the family. With Sharon. This is Sharon Wilson. As people who come here know Sharon is actually still here. She's been with us. She's the longest serving member of, of the team. So just want to ask Sharon, as the longest serving member of the team, what kept you going through those years? That apart from diazepam, no, <laughs> genuine, no, the the one who the one who called me in Lisburn Baptist that night way back in May 2007 uh, is the same God um, who has kept me all this time, and I thank Him for that. Um, when I was coming here and knew that it was His will and not just a notion of mine, um, He gave me many verses, but one in particular. And it was the very first verse um, he gave me on this journey, and it says, um, In Joshua 1 9, have I not commanded you, be strong, courageous, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go, and he has been. Okay, thank you, Sharon. Derek, Derek Baxter, uh, just sitting at the end here. Derek retired 2016, 17. That's the second retirement, I think. Um, but Derek, thank you for coming along uh, here today. Derek, you were there. You were there uh, in this picture. You were one of the ones on that first morning in the building in Argyle Centre. Tell me what that was like. What thoughts were going through your head the day you opened the door for that first service? Morning, everybody. Morning. It's really good to see everybody here and to see some old faces, some not so old faces. Really. And it's great to be back again, Shango. Uh, Looking back to that, to answer how I felt, I felt excited. I felt like on the edge of a great adventure. I had just come from spending three years in a church that was dying and was determined to die and there was a few people in it who just uh, had decided that they were, the, the church was going to close and that uh, they'd keep going and the last one out would switch out the lights and close the door and that would be it. And it, it was like sort of moving from a nursing home into the nursery mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and the excitement of, of, of starting on a journey that you didn't know where it was going to take you but knowing that God had led this far and that God was in control and, and that it was a, a sense of real excitement of setting out on a journey and of a sense of privilege of being allowed to be a part of what God was going to do. Okay, thank you, Derek. Um, Kim, I just want to ask you another question. 
you go through high times and you go through low times in the church. And in those days, what lessons did God teach you? What have you learned? What can you look back now and say, I learned that in those years in, in SEF? Um, I've learned that God is faithful. He never changes. I change, <laughs> but he doesn't. Um, I've learned that you have to look after yourself first. There's a lot of people out there with needs, um, but you have to look after yourself to make yourself healthy for others. Um, and I've learned it's about staying close to God and feeding yourself spiritually as well. Um, oh, give me that photo. He's downloading something. Um, okay, okay, darling. I'll fix it in a minute. Um, yeah, I've just learned that it's about saying, it's looking after yourself, staying close to God spiritually and in every way um, so that you can give to Him. But I've also learned, as I said, God is faithful. At times you may think, where is God? But He's always there, always, no matter whether it's a high. And there's been many highs in this work. And there's been many lows as well, but God is the one that never changes. Okay, thank you, Kim. Some good uh, advice there. And um, there's a question that I'm going to ask all four of them, but the first one I'm going to ask is Brian. What particular memory, Brian, brought you the most joy? Well, I can honestly say there were a lot of good memories that warmed my heart and brought me joy while I was here. But if I could say, um, it comes from the heart that it was when Alex here in front, he and his wife became believers and it was, that was a joy for me, but it was, it was a joy for me when Alec and I got together to do one-to-one Bible study. And they were joyful, weren't they, Alec? Yeah. They were, they were yeah. joyful. And we both learned a lot. And we went through different Bible studies that not only did Alec learn, but I myself learned as well. And we went through those Bible studies for a long time, walking together, visiting each other, the ups and downs, but they were joyful times of meeting together around God's Word, and praying and just seeing me seeing you growing and you seeing me growing and the world together. So that was stood out as a joy for me as, as, along with other joy but that was the one all I can I together. Thank you. And of course, yeah, we, we now benefit from that as a fellowship of, of Alex's uh, help of his spiritual maturity. So th- thank you both. Um, Sharon, I'm going to ask you the same question. What particular mem- memory brings you the most joy? 
Well, over the years, I've found many memories of many of them out in the road in the, the very early days, and um, too many to go into. But one in particular stands out for me, and that was at the opening of this building, and being able to stand out in the street along with everyone else and read the words um, from Romans 10. You know, and, and it asks, um, how can people believe in someone they've never heard? And that is why SCF was started in the first place. That was why Kim was out on the road way back in the early days, to tell people about the Lord Jesus. And it's been an absolute privilege to be part of this work and to see how God has transformed lives. And some of them are here today. And just how those people have gone on out, like in John 4, the woman at the well, and told others. And it's been an absolute privilege to share that. Okay, so just just hold on to the mic for for a wee minute. Um, Sharon, what has surprised you the most during the years? Did God bring anything bring anything into your life that you didn't expect, in a good way or a bad way? Well, he very much brought me out of my comfort zone, very much so. My comfort zone is the kitchen, as you well know. But um, God, along with I have to say, Derek Baxter, prodding continually to <laughs> to to keep going and just. Um, I'm so thankful for that because it's not about me, it's about him. It's what he says. And um, There's just uh, one wee verse. Um, David had said, he said, you know, you've got all the time in the world for this, but I'm telling you, no, <laughs> this is just long enough. But there's one verse um, right through that time when I was brought out of my comfort zone. As First Thessalonians 5.24 the, ones who, the one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. And that's what Kim has already said. It's he, not me. And this is his work, and it's an absolute privilege to be part of it. Okay. Um, I promised the people here that I wouldn't surprise them with any uh, questions that, that I didn't show them beforehand. But just one, Sharon. Um, <laughs> well, I get them downstairs. I just took some snapshots of your time, and this one I find interesting. <laughs> Can you explain? Where were we? Do you remember? Was that Aunt Sandra? I think it maybe was Aunt Sandra's. As you can see, my hair wasn't quite as white as what it is, and I didn't wear glasses. So, um, yeah, Aunt Sandra's, yeah. Okay. Thank you, Sharon. Derek, what encouraged you uh, to keep going through the busy time? And I'm thinking in particular. The, the work continued while this building was being renovated. What kept you going uh, in those busy times? Uh, one answer, one word, God. Simple as that. Um, and he continued to amaze me. I, the way God gave us this building, and I remember when I talked to uh, Billy Cobble, who was the director of the association at the time, and, and we talked about putting a bid in for this uh, building, and we actually had no money. <laughs> there was no money, uh, and the corporation didn't have any money at that at that point in time. Um, we put in a bid that was absolutely ridiculous. We did not expect that it would ever be accepted because it was it belonged to the bank, the bank had seized the building and, and so forth and we thought well they'll never take a bad price like that but they did and uh, 
we came back and we got the key and we came into the building on uh, the next day after they accepted our offer. And we stood downstairs and said, what have we done? <laughs> this place is a mess. <laughs> it was really a mess. What have we done? And God provided the money to buy it. And then he provided the money through another church that was closing down and the elders there said that their building had to be sold and the money used for the shankle. And the money came to renovate this whole place, to take it back and to make it into what it was today. And some other people so generously gave the chairs you're sitting on, the carpet, the different things. Just God amazed me. He amazed us all. And that's what kept me going. Just God. Just <coughs> amazing the way he, he worked and realizing all the time God has a bigger plan than we ever have. Okay, Eric, keep the mic there. And I'll just ask you that question as well. If there was one memory, just one memory that carries great joy, what is it? <coughs> the one memory is over a real period of time. When you start with nothing, there's only one way you can go, and that's up. And it was the memory of just gradual growth, God growing. Jesus promised, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And he's still doing that, and he's going to keep on doing that. And, and I think that's the memory now there were disappointments there were people who professed faith and who didn't uh, stick the course and, and fell away and all that kind of thing but there's some of you here and uh, just watching you grow in the faith listening to people pray for the first time publicly and listening to them sharing things from God's word just that growth that's memory that Thank you, Derek. And I'm just going to ask Kim that question as well. Joey, Kim, what memory gave you the most joy? There's a couple, all right. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> There's loads. But one um, is Emily, and she's here today. But my first met her in P1, um, and she was a nightmare. But remember coming back and asking for prayer for this wee girl that was literally hanging off the lampshades and mom from primary school. Um, if you told her to sit down, she stood up. If you told her to take her school back off, she kept it on. And one day I remember telling her that Jesus loved her and she says, no, he doesn't. <laughs> but she's here today and she's saved and she's going on with the Lord and our wee mommy's here too. So that brings tremendous joy because I always had a wee vision of her when she's 18. She's going to be standing up and she's now 15, nearly 16. So that's been amazing. But the other one is Phyllis. Um, and for years I talked to Phyllis about the Lord and no interest or she did have an interest but did nothing about it but it was one she started coming to the SCF just because it opened and the first Sunday she came she said now I only went today because you didn't ask me <laughs> um, but I remember coming every Sunday she's looking over here to, she's afraid of what I'm going to say but coming every Sunday but one Sunday she went home crying and I knew the Lord was speaking to her, but it wasn't until the Wednesday I said to Derek, I think we should go and visit Phyllis. So both of us went, and Derek says to her, Phyllis, what is wrong? And she says, 
you know, I think I could save them Sunday night. Phyllis <laughs> <laughs> so asked her, what, or Doric asked her, what happened? She said, I was sitting at the edge of my bed, and I asked the Lord in my heart, is that right? Am I saved? <laughs> so Doric reassured her she was saved, and I, I was raging at her, and I said, why didn't you tell me? And she says, because you were convinced down that street, and I would have been afraid in case it wasn't right. I wanted to make sure it's done it right. So, and Phyllis is still coming here today, um, and that's just a brilliant joy to my heart. Actually, hang on to that. Kim, explain this. That's <laughs> <laughs> just a typical photo of me. <laughs> just a normal day. Just a normal day. And they were. Okay, thank you, Kim. Um, Brian, to those who came to know the Lord during those years, as someone who's been a Christian for a long time, what advice would you give to them? There's lots of great advice. There's probably a couple of hundred years worth of advice here, and this most of them on this side. Um, but, but there's great advice here today. Okay. Um, I was just going to say, as uh, Kim was talking about Emily, and I remember Emily all those years in Marlborough with the torture. <laughs> She was also my girlfriend every day I seen her. So, Emily, you've really grown, and it's good to see you. Right, to the question. Um, the first advice that I would give to anyone uh, who becomes a Christian and follow the Lord is don't look at people. <coughs> Look at the Lord, keep your eyes on Him, focus on the Lord. And I would also say, read your Bible, God's Word, and pray to God. And I would say that when you're praying, tell God exactly what's on your heart. Leave nothing out, be totally frank and honest with Him when you're praying to him. And then I would say, take a firm stand as a Christian, wherever you are. Whatever you come up against, take a firm stand. And then I would say, put on the armor of God. Now, that was, that was one of the series of studies that Alec and I did together. And boy, oh boy, what learning for both of us and especially for myself so I would say put on the armour of God because you need it every day and then ask God to help you wherever you are whatever you're doing realising that you can't do anything at all without God's help and so they would be the, the advice that I would give uh, to those who come uh, to faith in Jesus Christ. Thank you, Brad. Thank you. Keep the mic and explain. Patrick. Is this how you dress over in British I will explain hopefully briefly. Uh, this is me dressed up as St. Patrick. Um, I would have done it in various places here. Um, 
other churches every uh, St. Patrick's Day. Um, I would give St. Patrick's Day story. I was St. Patrick giving uh, his late story. But if I could give you a laugh, um, it comes from the shankle here. Uh, there was one day I was I was dressed up at St. Patrick and I was doing outreach up and down the shankle. Uh, everybody was looking at me, I was talking to people. And at that point, I went into a boogie, uh, the boogie across the road. And there was a man there and he said to me, Oh, St. Patrick, I'm, 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 I'm giving you a rope so that you can bring me luck on a horse. <laughs> So that was sort of outreach here, there, and yonder. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. Last question for Derek. As the oldest and the wisest, what advice would you give to us in SCF, Shankle Community Fellowship, for moving forward into the future? Uh, I may be the oldest, but I don't know that I'm the wisest. Uh, growing old is compulsory. Growing up is optional, and some people would say I haven't grown up yet. But um, I think I'd give three pieces of advice to the members of Shankill Community Fellowship. <coughs> First of all, look out for each other. You've been good at doing that, but the church is meant to be like a family. It's meant to be a community, a community of people who belong to the Lord and who look out for each other. So as you go into the future, continue to do that. Look out for each other. As we say in the shankle, make sure you somebody's got your back. Um, look out for each other. Um, the second thing I would say is be forgiven. beings are good at holding grudges but let me tell you Christians are most like God when they're forgiving because our God's a forgiving God they're most like the devil when they're holding grudges because he's held a grudge against God since he got kicked out of heaven for thousands of years and uh, so be godly in the sense of forgiving each other. The Bible tells us that we should forgive others as Christ has forgiven us. And that's a lot of forgiveness. Christians should never say, I'm not speaking to you and I'll never speak to you again the rest of the life, the rest of my life. That's not being a Christian. Be forgiven. Because we all need forgiveness. And thirdly, as a community, make sure that you keep the main thing at the top of the agenda. And the main thing is evangelism. Reaching out with the gospel. True church growth only comes 
from evangelism. And the devil will do his best to distract you from reaching out with the gospel. He'll sidetrack you and do all sorts of things if he can do it. So put reaching out into this community and evangelism top of your agenda. Don't allow yourself to be distracted from that. So I think those are the three pieces of advice. There's lots of other advice I could give, but I think those three are really important for this fellowship as we move forward together. Hey Derek, um, there's a photograph of you, great, great memory, Jared. Um, explain what happened here. That was at Kim's wedding, and I was just picked out after trying to do the twist. <laughs> yeah, that was a wee memory twist. I think it was actually Louise's wedding. Was it possibly? Oh, well, it could have been. But you were too asleep to remember, so. Um, listen, that's been brilliant. Thank you very much. Give them a round of applause. Just because thank you.